You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Well, good afternoon or good evening, my brothers and sisters. Today, we are going to have on the Keys 107 uh, a dialogue with the master herbalist, Patrick Delves, who will talk to us uh, about issues dealing with men's health, the prostate in particular, but also erectile dysfunction and much, much more. Patrick is a trained herbalist, He's been practicing for over 35 years, and he studied and was the apprentice with the master herbalist, Michael Tierra, and he received his certification from the East-West School of Herbology. You need to connect with Patrick because he is a man who's trying to help us uh, learn how to live our best life. But before we bring on Patrick this afternoon, we want to talk a little bit about um, the state of health of Black men in America. I wanted to first lay some numbers out there for our listening audience. Um, When it comes to black men's health, one of the things that is very alarming is that we black men don't talk about our health to one another. We don't share our experiences. We don't ask the right questions. We don't go to the doctors when we need to be going to the doctors, getting the checkups, and not knowing exactly what to ask the doctors. We come in ill-informed and we leave the doctors ill, ill-informed uh, to a second degree. So some of the things that we, we have to recognize is that there is a plague uh, going on on the health of bl- the black men. For instance, diabetes is 60, 60% more common in black Americans than in white Americans. Blacks are up to about two and a half times more likely to suffer a limb amputation and up to about 5.6 times more likely to suffer from kidney disease than any other people with diabetes. We talk about African-Americans. We're saying that they're three times more likely to die of asthma than white Americans. Death from lung scarring, such as sarcoidosis, which many of us don't understand what sarcoidosis is, but it is a lung disease, or not just a lung disease, it's a a malfunctioning of the cells in the body that can attack any area, but more likely the lungs. Now, just to understand that, um, Blacks are 16 times more likely to contract sarcoidosis and the disease recently killed uh one of my favorite nfl that's national football league stars reggie white a very spiritual big superstar at a very young age of 43 some years ago um that was the first time i ever heard of that disease and i have it myself so now i have an understanding a little bit better understanding about it now despite black people um smoking less than our white counterparts, we have been exposed 
to lung cancer almost fit we're 50 percent more likely to get lung cancer than our white counterparts who smoke more cigarettes than we do now we move on a little bit further we look at the the strokes kill four times more of black americans than white americans and from the ages of 35 to 54 we're dying four times as much blacks have nearly twice the first time stroke risk of whites high blood pressure black people develop high blood pressure early in life and much and it's much higher blood pressure levels than white whites so if there's uh is up uh, say 10 points we might be up 20. We, we're, we're, we're severely being beaten down by our health nearly 42 percent of black men and more than 45 percent of black women age 20 or older have blood high blood pressure think over that nearly 42 percent of black men and more than 45 percent of, of black women at the age of 20 or older have high blood pressure now today as we get into our conversation with our uh, uh herbalist patrick dells and hopefully he'll be coming on soon we want to talk about cancer and particularly the prostate cancer that really affects men's black men's health and it's it's it's, it's a serious thing brothers and sisters um cancer you know it equally reaches all races it doesn't matter but yet what we're looking at is that black men have a 40 percent higher death rate from of can from cancer than our white uh white counterparts and african um, american women have 20 percent higher death rate than white women so black men are dying 40 percent more from cancer than white men and black women are dying 20 percent um more than white women we got a problem we got a problem we got a problem now according to some studies uh, medical uh surveys black men are 60 percent more likely than white men to be diagnosed with prostate cancer uh, during their lifetime and are more than twice as likely to die from the disease black men are also diagnosed at a younger age about three years younger than on average and are more likely to have high-grade tumors the kind of tumors that grow rapidly and spread to other parts of the body and often cause death you didn't hear me you didn't hear me black men are 60 percent more likely than white men to be diagnosed with prostate cancer during their lifetime and are more likely or, or twice as likely to die from the disease. Black men are also diagnosed at a younger age and we get the, 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 the high grade tumors that grow and spread through our bodies, which eventually causes us death. This, my brothers and sisters, is extremely alarming. And I must say to you, I am Brother James, and I've been blessed to have um, a teaching that has given me the opportunity to understand that it is 
our way of life that can save us. It is what we eat that can keep us here and is what we eat that can take us out. We have been generations of eating the wrong foods. And therefore, the scientists of the day want to say it's genetically encoded that we have all these maladies in terms of our health. So we're going to turn this around today. We're going to talk about the type of things that we could eat, the things that we could do to either prevent the prostate cancer or to remedy it. Or if we have prostate issues, we will go into our kitchens, which are, which are our medical cabinets. It is what we have in those kitchens that can help save our lives. We will go back to the earth and we will do some of the things that can strengthen us as men because too many of us are dying prematurely because we lack the knowledge of how to preserve our lives. Brothers and sisters, um, again, we don't talk about this enough and we have to have that dialogue which allows us to really open up our minds so that we can study these issues, make the proper uh, decisions, and may they be group decisions because if you're a man, you have a wife or you have children, they need to be in that discussion. They need to be there to help you make a decision that will allow you the freedom to um, move forward with your life and live your life more abundantly. Now, I'm awaiting our beloved brother, Patrick Dells, who is currently on, in, in, the, in Central America, uh, in Grenada. Um, he travels back and forth into the States, and uh, I've been knowing him for over 15 years. Um, this man has never told me anything that... Um, that I could not verify to be truth when it came to natural remedies. Uh, he has helped me and my family on several occasions. So he is somebody that I know could actually bring us to a more healthy existence. Um, what I like to do as we're waiting for him to call in um, is to say to you folks that, um, that he um, will not only talk to us about some of the food items that we can um, eat, uh, teas that we could drink. He will explain to us about fasting and purification because those are um, elements um, that will allow us to get the amount of energy to bring back our uh, uh, vitality and to move us forward with um, um, healthy living. Um, just waiting a few seconds more so we know where, where he's at. Um, and until that time, let us go to a quick break. And when we come back, uh, Mr. Patrick Delves, the great herbalist, will take us a little further in our discussion. But I wanted to lay the groundwork as to the serious nature of the health, uh, the state of health of black men and black people in America. Well, we'll be right back with a quick um, 
um, a, a word from our sponsors here on the Keys 107. Rafika Consultants. Rafika Consultants and Services Technology Trainers. Do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.rafikacs.com or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. The first of our family is close up in the sky Keeping the earth clean so you will be alright They'll teach you your ABCs and your A to be free Fluff for The Fluff, presents the alphabet, is available on Amazon.com And on Kindle, so get your copy today For more information, go to www.thefluffamily.com All right. All right, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty with our studio, and uh, it's okay. We're going to make this thing happen. Today, uh, we do have with us, um, live from Grenada, uh, the great herbalist Patrick Dells. Uh, Patrick, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, my brother. Brother James Muhammad. How are you doing, my brother? Love to you. We are doing fine. We're doing fine, brother. We we know we need to be doing better. And this is the reason and the purpose of having you on with us today. How are you again? You doing fine? Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, man, down here is very hot, you know. <laughs> it's wonderful over here, man. Only sunshine, you know. Well, we can't wait we to are, get that. We, we, we are on, a, we are on, a, on, a, on a alert for a kick and Jenny, um, um on the ground, on the water volcano. So we are oh. right now. We ain't ready yet. <laughs> so we are, well, Mother Nature is working, of course. Well, you stay safe, yes. and we, we yes. pray for you and your family and all those down there. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of our conversation, because we're going to focus in on prostate cancer and black men, um, but there's so many things that we could, uh, you know, delve into. Um, but I um, like, you know, uh, like to go to our little cook shops and I try to drink and eat healthy. And I wanted to always have the opportunity to spend like two minutes to go over some of the, my favorite Caribbean drinks. And I wanted to know right. if you could break down to us the healthy benefits of consuming each drink. Let us first start with CMOS. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about the king. Yes, yes. Well, you know, CMOS uh, uh, is a sea vegetable, a seaweed, and it, it, it possesses lots of uh, potassium iodine, yeah, mm -hmm. which is very significant um, for keeping the heart well, but it's also full of lots of trees, minerals, man. If you have 
CMOS is like a food by itself. So you can live on CMOS for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Wow. The drawback to CMOS, the, the only drawback to CMOS is when the, when the people who, are, who die for the CMOS gets it, they bleach it. Mm. You see? And that they, put, they, 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 they put a little bit of Clorox in the water and they put it in the sun and they might bleach it so it turns white, but it's supposed to be purple. So when I get it from the guys who died, I get it just purple and I put it in my fridge like that. And that's the best mm. way to use the CMOS with salt in mm. there. But when you take the salt out, it's not, it's, it, 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 it does nothing for the thyroid gland. So, you know, you're looking for, you're looking for the purple CMOS, not the white one. Right, right. But it's, a, it's rich in trace minerals, man. It's rich in trace elements. It's, they didn't have a lot of zinc. They have a lot of uh, calcium, man, magnesium, boron. You know, iron, it's, it's, it's full of these elements, man. And it's a wow. Itself, so you can use it just like a food. Good stuff you know there, I mean? good stuff. That's one of the best, that's one of the best TVs around. CMOS. Um, mm. so I, 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 I blend it in a blender or I, 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 will, um, I will use it with, um, with some ginger and cinnamon if I want to use it for my lungs, if it's, if it's boiled. If you want to use <laughs> it to get all the iodine and the trace elements for all the minerals for the bones because it, it, it strengthens your bones more than, more than calcium from the milk does. And if you want to get it that way, you have to blend it in a blender with some, um, some coconut water. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and some, uh, some like bananas and stuff. And then that's where you get most of the benefits of the Seymour. But it's, as I said, it's a food by itself, brother. All right. Yeah, man. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go down a list of I got about six more or six or seven more of my favorite drinks. And I know that uh, instinctively I knew they were healthy for me and good for me, but didn't know for what. It just tastes good. Uh, sorrel. Tell us about sorrel. The sorrel is, a, is another, um, it's a wonderful uh, uh, herb that we use for building the blood. And uh, it, 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 it has 18% iron. It has 27% magnesium and potassium. And it has a lot of silicon, which is a mineral that we use to keep the intestinal tract healthy. So when I want to build the blood, in, especially women who have a heavy period, oh, man, I use, I use soil mixed with molasses and beets. And beets have less iron than sorrel does. These only have 5% iron, whereby sorrel have 80% iron. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very important herb of food for the blood. And that's what I used to build my blood, keep my blood healthy. It's a mm. wonderful herb, man. It's, it's, it's good for cancer, too. I use it in cancer treatment, especially the person who has colon cancer. That's yes. why I use sorrel. But one, one drawback on sorrel also, sorrel should never be boiled. You see, some people in the Caribbean, they boil it. And when they boil the sorrel, they kill all the minerals and the silicon out of the soil. And then it's, it's, they're, 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 all the minerals are gone. So what I do is, if it's dry, I would soak it overnight in some distilled water, and the water will get red the next morning, and then I will mix it with some molasses and you know, no sugar at all. It's molasses and a little bit of the beets. I will juice the beets and put the beet juice there, and then I will drink it that way. But if, if it's fresh, I will blend it in a blender with some distilled water, and then I will strain it and also drink it there. So it's a wonderful herb, man. Lots of women should be using that instead of using all these iron pills, you know? Gotcha. Moving on. Mul um, is it Malby? 
Mobbies. They might say Yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the only uh, thing about Moby, the drawback of Moby is if you want to have uh, a children as a man, don't use it that regular because it will make you infertile. <laughs> Say that one more time. You understand? You know, I said Moby is a bitter. It's a digestive right. bitter. So it's good for the digestive system. Yes. But we men have a lot of sex hormones in our stomach. So usually if the herbs are, are bitter as Moby is, because they're very bitter herbs, if you, mm-hmm. use, if you use that particular herb for a long period of time, it will make men become infertile. Mm. <laughs> a lot of men know that. But no, a lot of us don't know that. For the digestive system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that. sir. That is very important. It's very significant for the digestive system to increase your digestive juices. Especially the person that's taking chemotherapy and they lose mm-hmm. their appetite, you give them more and it tends to increase the, the appetite or the digestive juices. Also, works you mm-hmm. also. And it has yes. a, a chemical called berberine. Um, it's like golden seed and another herb called yellow, yellow root. Um, mm-hmm. but it's very important for the digestive system. But as I said before, if you want to have babies, man, don't drink it too regularly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Understood. Moving forward, yes. my favorite ginger beer. Ginger. You know, I just did a video on cancer this morning. And yeah, the first yeah. thing I mentioned was ginger beer, ginger oil. And zizzerine. Yes. You have two chemicals in there. One is called ginger oil, and one is called, one is called um, zizzerine. And ginger is so significant, man. Ginger stops nauseative feeling. feeling. Mm-hmm. It's also good for a, a damp, uh, dry condition of the lungs. It is also good for proper circulation. But the ginger oil and the zinzerine in the ginger burns up cancer cells when it acts as radiation. So it's a, it's a herb we use in cancer treatment. And if you are a meat eater, so if you're eating any kind of flesh, that is, we always tell our people to put ginger in your meat because mm. it toxifies the ammonia and it also toxifies nitrates and nitrines and, and, um, and all these carcinogens that are found in barbecue foods and hot dogs and stuff like that. So it's a wonderful herb to use on a regular basis. But if you use too much of it, it can make it become nauseated also, although it's also good for nauseated feeling, and it's also good for morning sickness, you know, or mo- mo- motion sickness, sorry. So it's a wonderful herb to use on a regular basis, especially for cancer treatment. Okay, okay. I do have some many, many more, not that many more, three others, but I'm going to wait to the end of the show to ask those, but the there's a method to my madness. I just wanted to show real quickly to our listening audience that many of the things that we see in um, our cook shops are there really not just to, to satisfy our taste buds, but to help heal us and strengthen us. So just those was examples of some of the things I drink instinctively and thank you, Brother Patrick, for uh, showing us why we should be consuming these things um, to help us to stay healthy. Now, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and want to ask you, in your opinion, why are so many black men l- so likely to have issues with heart attacks, strokes, hypertension, diabetes, and of course, prostate cancer? Well, again, you know, everything is from... It's from diet, huh? Um, 
And you know that if you go into, if you go into Africa, huh? That's a good example. Yes. If you go into Africa, prostate cancer is unheard of. Mm. There is a saying that you grow what you eat and you eat what you grow. Yeah? Mm. That's a very significant aspect of how I live because you eat in the climate that you, that, you, that you grow in because when you eat in your climate, it corresponds to your blood. That's what we were taught by a wonderful herbalist called Dr. Michael Tierra. Yeah? Yes. So when the African man is in Africa, he don't get prostate cancer because he don't eat no yam. Yam is one of the most bad water, the worst contributors of prostate cancer. They have a lot of cyanide. Mm. But when the African man leaves Africa and gets to the, U, uh, to the West and incorporates the Western diet, prostate cancer jumps from, not from zero, from 1% to at least 50%. Yes. And again, it's incorporating somebody else's diet. And that's the reason why I always say to people about Dr. Sadie, um, he always teaches us that, that you know you have to stick to what you eat. You can't go give the polar bear something else that he, he don't usually eat. You understand? Because you wouldn't eat it. It would be foreign to him. So we have Absolute. to look at that. We have to look at the, 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 the Africans who don't get cancer in Africa. And when the, African, the same African leaves Africa, come up to the West, he incorporated that. His prostate cancer risk increases. And then again, it happens so, with age too. And yes. um, let me just say this though. If you have... Regular, if you haven't, like black men, uh, you know, I don't want to just emphasize on this black men, but we, you know, we have in the Caribbean, a lot of the, the black brothers have lots of sex regularly and they drink lots of alcohol, yeah? Yes. And not knowing that alcohol depletes the B vitamins and it also depletes zinc. And zinc is found in two places in the body, mostly in the thymus gland to help us to promote or, or, or manufacture a hormone called thymosin to manufacture our tumors to fight cancers. And mm -hmm. zinc is also found in abundance in the prostate gland. Mm -hmm. So lots of alcohol drinkers deplete that particular mineral in the prostate and put themselves at risk of getting prostate cancer at an early age because now we're having men in the 40s and in the early 50s coming down with prostate cancer. It's not, a, it's not like an old age uh, uh, disease anymore. In the in the That's right. Also in That's the right. Now. And then, well, you have, then you have extra, uh, extra uh, 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 men having sex on a regular basis. And he, when he has extra sex like, uh, regularly, what he does is there is an enzyme called a proteolytic enzyme that brings on protein. And what happens to you and me when we have sex regularly, we deplete these proteolytic enzymes with B6 and the same thing, which also help us to deal with uh, balancing back our hormones. And that's the reason why a lot of um, our brothers have come in with prostate cancer on a regular basis. It's more important mm. now. But if you go to Korea, for instance, there is, in, in every 100,000, is only 5%, whereby in the U.S. is almost um, 64% of the 100,000. That is very true. That. So that's the most important thing, yeah? So we've been taught to eat the wrong foods, essentially. And this oh, is sure, the... Brother. Oh, sure. And that's our ticket to death. Foods, yeah, Absolutely. Yes, now that's the reason why black men is more. Uh, they have more. Uh, they are higher. They are, they are a higher risk of getting prostate cancer. Right. And, and I want to mention this too. When you are going to the bathroom to have a bowel movement, it is always imperative that you squat or put a one foot stool right in front of the toilet bowl 
and elevate your feet on the stool because your, your signal core relaxes and you have a better movement of weight. If your feet rest on the ground because the worst invention of the white man is a toilet bowl, you, know? you understand? Mm-hmm. If your feet rests on the ground while you're on the toilet, then your sigmoid colon comes and squeezes some of the waste, and some of the waste drops or seeps into the prostate gland and, and, and um, contaminates the prostate gland long term. That also causes or contributes to prostate cancer too. Yeah? Wow. I guarantee you 99% of us who are listening tonight did not know that. Thank you for that, brother. Now, I want to go right to this. Just what is um, the prostate, where is it located on a man's body, and what is its true significance? Well, you know, when I, when I, um, when I finished uh, uh, herbal medicine school and I came back to the become a bad guy from prostate cancer, you know, and I asked uh, the regular guy on the streets, you know, um, you're taking care of prostate. The first answer to me was, what's that? That's right. So we are ignorant of what the yes. prostate is the way it's located. Now, the prostate gland is right under the ureter. That's the line that carries your urine, right? Yes. It's like a walnut, and it's based right under there. It is not part of the urinary system, but it could give you troubles in the urinary system because of where it is located. See? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why you're having a slope of urine or you can't urinate at all because the prostate becomes enlarged and squeezes the ureter and the urine can't pass. So it is not part of the urinary system, but it, is, it could give you trouble there. And if it squeezes mm-hmm. the bladder or the, the ureter and you can't move the urine out, then you have, because remember that your bladder only holds one quart of urine, you know, no more than, no more than that. So if right. there is an excessive amount of urine that, that gets plugged back in the ureter or in the bladder, then the bladder becomes contaminated with all the toxins from the urine, and you could have bladder cancer for you. You could get bladder cancer from that, or you could have trouble in the kidneys. So although the prostate gland is located there and not a, a part of the urinary system, you could also get trouble in the urinary system because of bad prostate health. But it's based mm-hmm. right under the ureter, and it, it, um, it, 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 it produces a, 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 it um, secretes a, 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 a fluid called prostatic fluid. And it secretes, it secretes that fluid, and that fluid is sent into the testicles to make us men have what we call good sperm, or good velocity of the sperm. You see what I'm saying to you? Yes, and yes. The prostate becomes very soggy because you don't exercise it, because you have to exercise the prostate gland now. You can exercise the prostate gland. Or if you're not sexually active, like the older guys who lose an erection and have what we call impotence, then the prostate will secrete these, that, that particular fluid. And if that fluid is get, uh, reached into the testicles and you cannot have an ejaculation, then you are looking to have benign prostatic hypoplasia, meaning that your prostate will become enlarged because there's no sexual activity. If there's too much sexual activity, the prostate becomes soggy because you're making your prostate work extra hard, and especially if you're not feeding the prostate back the things that are supposed to, uh, to be fed, you have trouble in the prostate also. So it's a balance, you know what I mean? Right, so right. Balance, balance. Balance. Let, let, me, let me say this. Just, and I wanted to agree with you uh, up until some years ago and not too, uh, not too long ago, I didn't know what a prostate was. I didn't know where it was located. 
I didn't know what its purpose was, you know, but the proliferation of black men dying from prostate cancer, you know, has opened up our eyes and made us to become more aware. But I do recognize not everyone is aware. So an education and a, uh, an awareness uh, program has to go out so black men know where's the prostate. Now, I was told some time ago that the prostate was located somewhere be uh, uh, between the scrotum and the anus, you know, um, and it, yeah, it like, know, yeah, you know, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, and, and again, it's a, it's a small gap there, so you can't see it. You don't know what it is, um, you know. So it's it was such a, uh, I mean, something that was so vague to us. But now that we're burying our brothers in alarming numbers from it, it we have to have this dialogue. We have to understand it completely, uh, or to the best of our ability. But you know, if you if you go to a doctor, and you have, say you uh, you you are urinating uh, regular at night, and that's a sign that something's going on with the prostate gland, and you have dribbling. I had a I had a TV program on Tuesday night, and that was the the topic: prostate cancer. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. if you have dribbling, or you you have urgency, or you have uh, a feeling of wanting wanting to go to the bathroom and you can't go, that's a sign that something is wrong with the prostate. So what a doctor will do, he will give you what you call a DRE examination, a direct uh, uh, rectal examination where he puts his finger in the rectum, yeah? Mm -hmm. and then he pushes up the finger and he can see the prostate there. And that's what you said between his rectum. But we just not understand that all right below your belly button, all that part is, is, is part of what we call a pelvic area. And they all right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So usually, not, not because... He pushes his hand in your rectum to feel the prostate there means it's in, it's in your rectum. It is around the, the, the ureter, the bladder area. But right. all these areas are so connected that he could push his hand in the rectum and feel the prostate there also. You understand? Yeah? Mm. Yes, got and, you. And, and that's, why taking care of the, that's why taking care of the colon, especially the sigmoid colon that comes across like a, like a, a curve into the, the rectum, that's why that particular part of the colon is significant because it corresponds to the tibiospinal fluid. You get back pain if you have a waist there. But mm -hmm. if your waist don't move well and the waist uh, starts dropping to the prostate gland, it starts disturbing the function of the prostate gland and the prostate gland can become contaminated with toxins and cause you to have trouble in the prostate. Also, if a, if a man has a high cholesterol level, High cholesterol also could cause a man to have prostate troubles also because the high cholesterol, the cholesterol either goes into the prostate and contaminate the prostate also. So there are different factors that could contribute to a man having not only BPH, but also prostate cancer. Yeah? Right. Let, let me ask you now. Um, just because a man sees some of the signs or sometimes it's so subtle, uh, and of course, sometimes it's best to talk from first experience, hand firsthand experience. It is so subtle to lose the the uh, the volume of of urine, uh, the the getting up at night to the frequency to getting up at night to use the bathroom. Um, when you go to the doctor and you tell them that your these things are happening, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have prostate cancer. 
That just means you have a prostate issue, right? So right. what are some of the things could be other than prostate cancer? Well, there are three uh, problems that affect men that deal with the prostate. They either have prostatitis, yeah? Mm -hmm. And anything with the itis, don't forget the listeners should know that, anything with the itis is inflammation. So you have sinusitis, inflammation of the sinuses. You have uh, colitis, or you have uh, mucous colitis, that's inflammation of the, of the large intestines, anything with itis. Then you have nephritis. But when you have prostatitis, it is, a, it is inflammation of the prostate gland, and that also could give you symptoms like you have prostate cancer or BPH also. And right. if you have BPH, that also could give you a symptom like you have prostate cancer. And that's why the PSA test is important to know right. how high the PSA test, the PSA is like a tumor marker, will give you an idea of how, how high you are. So the higher you are, the doctor will look to do a biopsy to determine now if there is cancer in the prostate gland. The only drawback to the PSA is that you could have a high PSA and don't have prostate cancer. And you could also have a low PSA and have prostate cancer. You see what I'm saying? Right. You understand? Right. So if, if, I, check, if I check my prostate gland and my prostate gland says 0.8 milligrams per liter the first year, and the second year, check again, it says 1.2 milligrams per liter. And it says again the next year, 2.6. It's telling me that I'm having a trend that the, because your prostate grows every year. But it's, tell, it's telling me that I have a trend now that is getting, the number is going higher each year. So mm -hmm. that's where a urologist comes in. That's where a lot of men go to run to see a urologist. And then we call it, because the patient starts rising. Does not mean that you have cancer in the prostate. But you could still have cancer in the prostate gland, even though you have a low PSA. Okay. Now we're there. Let me just ask some questions in that area. Let's just say that um, we go to the doctor and we receive um, the PSA um, test. And that's, what is that? Um, what does PSA actually mean first before I, I complete the question? <laughs> Prostate-specific antigen test. And antigen means antigen like a protein. And they're looking for the abundance of that, of that antigen in the blood. If there, is a, if there is an abundance of that antigen, it's just like we call a CA, 19.9. That's a cancer mark of the intestine. To see if you have cancer in the intestinal tract. So all of them right. carcinogen antigen. Then you have one called CEA, carcinogen embryonic antigen test. That's again, if you have cancer, you have to look for that to see if the antigen or the protein is high in the blood. So once they're going to... Once there is an excessive amount of this antigen in the bloodstream, then the doctor will say, okay, well, it's not that you either have BPH or you have prostate cancer. And that's when he will let you do or, or, or um, advise the patient to do what you call a biopsy. Right. That's, again, but, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in doing biopsies at all. I don't believe right. in Right. Now, let's just say I went to the doctor and they told me that the average or acceptable level for the PSA was at four, mm -hmm. right? Three I think that's yeah. the three or four, something like that. Anything above it, yeah, four it begins zero to... Zero point zero to four. Right, four point zero, 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 zero to four point zero. That's the normal range. Right. But if you're over that, and like you said, you could be over that, you could be uh, below that and still have cancer. But if you see um, um, consistent growth in terms of those numbers, it's more likely that there is a 
prostate issue, but does not necessarily mean that you may have cancer. But if you do have cancer, right. the only test, uh, this is what the doctors have told me and I share with you and to the audience, they say that the only test that can actually um, identify or confirm prostate cancer is the biopsy. And like you said, when I mentioned it to you, you told me that if they perform a biopsy on you, they could um, um, spread the, if you have cancer, cause the cancer to begin spreading more rapidly. Is that true? Yes. That's very true. And let me just answer that from this way. Your, your PSA could go high even though you don't have prostate problems. You see what I'm saying? So if mm -hmm. you, Brother James, have a very chronic or a bad uh, urinary tract infection, that could also read the PSA. You understand? Right. If you have hemorrhoids and the hemorrhoid is bleeding and you have what we call and it's a hem what we call a hemorrhaging of the of the of the of the colon of the sigmoid colon, that also could make the PSA go high. You understand? But if you don't have any one of these issues, and the doctor check the PSA and it's high, say it's 5.0, That's not high to me, but at the end of the day you check. But now the even the uh, the American the the, uh, 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 the American uh, uh, Doctors Association is also saying no that the PSA is not necessary. You know what I mean? But the problem with the biopsy is when they take 12, they have to pinch 12 pieces of tissues, tissues from the prostate gland. And when they're pinching that out, if there is cancer in the prostate, possibility is that the, the cancer could leave the capsule of the prostate gland because it is disturbed and moved into the circulatory system and get into your bones. And that's why mm. we are advising doctors now, even doctors are telling you that now too, that they're, they don't deliver in PSAs, but they're, they're, they're looking for more advanced ways of finding out if a man has prostate cancer without doing a biopsy, because the biopsy is a bloody test. They have been bleeding for two weeks, you pass blood in the stool, you pass, you pass blood in the urine, and you have a lot of problems long term. You understand? So, and if the cancer is there, it could disturb the cancer and make the cancer move. And that's why some doctors don't promote it. And I don't promote it either. Because, as I said, that if you, even though you have cancer in the prostate gland, and your, can, your PSA is, say, 10.5, mm -hmm. or even 15.5, Yes. Cancer is not over the prostate gland yet, and you could live with cancer in the prostate gland for 10 years. Once that mm. cancer don't move out of the prostate gland, it don't harm you. That's why when, right. when you are 70 years of age and you go to the doctor, the doctor says you have prostate cancer. Well, you know what? We're going to wait and see because you have a slow-moving cancer. When you are mm -hmm. under the age of 60 now, the, the cancer is more fast-moving. You understand what I'm saying? But yes. If you disturb the cancer, you can make it move and get into the circulatory system. And that is the reason mm. why I don't promote uh, biopsies. Because when your cancer in your prostate gland becomes active, is when your PSA reaches to 50, 60, 
seventy. It's yes. hundred, hundred and fifty. That's telling me now that the Kante is already out of the prostate gland, getting into the circulatory system. But once the, yes. the PSA is like six and seven and eight, the Kante is still in your prostate gland. So I don't think a, 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 a biopsy should be done for that. That's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, well, Patrick. Um, um, before we go further, I just like to let the listening audience know if you have a question. Um, or like to make a comment, just press the number one on your keypad so we can identify that you would like to ask a question of Patrick Dell. This is Dell. This is the Keys 107. And again, this is about men's health, what you need to know to live your best life. And Patrick Delves is here to help us come into a better understanding of dealing with this prostate issue. Now, um, there are a couple of tests that I, I, I actually had to have. One was, I don't know the name, but it was like for a flow check to see if you were able to push out the urine out of your bladder um, at acceptable rate, you know. And I remember asking a doctor, I says, well, what is acceptable rate? What she said to me, she says, I was at a conference and they were talking about the, uh, the prostate. She said, if you were standing three feet away from that wall and you couldn't piss and hit that wall, then more than likely you have something impeding your flow. <laughs> so I wanted to know, were there other checks, other tests, like the flow check or whatever they call it, are there body scans, um, anything that can, um, uh, so we don't have to take a biopsy to confirm whether we have prostate cancer? Well, you know, that, and that's a good question, but you, 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 even, though you have, even though you have a weak stream of stone of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the urine, because when you get older, you know, you know when, we, when we were younger, I used to do that. When I was a younger, a younger kid, when I was in like 14, 15, and we go to urinate, you could, you could see all the urine tests and all the other tests, right? You know what I mean? Right. You stand up and hold, the type of the urine is going to, it goes all over the other side, yeah? When you get older, yes. that don't happen again. Well, as I said, that um, that stream becomes sore. You understand? But um, that don't tell you if you have prostate cancer. It, it, it don't. You know, the no. only way you can find it if you have prostate cancer is by doing a biopsy. So the flow, you know, slowing. If, if the flow is slow, it's telling you that something is wrong in the in the in the in the in the, uh, in the reproductive system, in the prostate gland. If the right. if the, if the stream is slow, uh, it, but it don't tell you definitely if you have prostate cancer. Uh, urgency to urine is a sign that something is wrong in the either the bladder, you have a weak bladder, or something is wrong in the prostate gland. So that doesn't right. tell you to have prostate cancer. The only time you might suspect that you have prostate cancer is when you start to urinate and you see blood in the urine. That's a sign yes. that you have prostate cancer. You know yes, I mean? yes. But I don't see now, the flow in this. We don't do the flow test because it's unnecessary. Right. Brother Patrick, if I know we are a distance away, I may need for you to speak just a little louder because I think the next couple of questions and area that we're going into, we want to ensure that everyone really hears this and takes notes. Before we go into how we treat prostate issues holistically, we want to talk about prevention and prevention in terms of diet, fasting, cleansing, juicing, exercising, and even thinking. Can you go into that for us? How do we prevent? If can it be prevented? And tell us, just tell us how. 
Well, Brother James, you know I always talk about prevention. I don't believe in getting a disease and then trying to fix the disease because it's going to be much, much, much more costly and then it takes a longer time. So I believe in prevention. So what I do, I'm just telling you what I do, I, uh, I don't eat no flesh food because they notice there's a lot of black men who eat a lot of flesh food, and doctors are telling you that today now, they don't doubt that, that they are more prone to coming down with prostate cancer faster than men who don't eat no flesh. So that's one uh, uh, problem that we have with prostate, in men, uh, prostate cancer in men. Meat, pork, barbecue, all these foods that have carcinogens don't feed the prostate nothing. They kill the prostate brain. And no doctors know is getting to realize that and telling men, listen, cut down on your meat or no meat at all. That's one way to prevent prostate cancer. The second way to prevent prostate cancer is each and every man should take 50 milligrams of zinc per day and 200 milligrams of B6 per day and B100, meaning that you're taking 100 milligrams of all the bees, and you should always take an amino acid complex because those are significant in keeping the prostate there. You understand? That's the first thing. Second thing you have to do as a man, that's what I do, I do enemas or colonics. You understand? And when we do enemas and colonics, we have the prostate to breathe better. So the prostate breathes better because there's no contamination of toxins leaking into the prostate gland from the sigmoid cooling. That's how I prevent prostate troubles. Enemas does that, help the prostate gland in that process. Thirdly, you must exercise the prostate gland. If a doctor pushes his hand in a man's rectum and he massages the prostate gland, you're going to see lots of brown substances being eliminated via your penis hole. And this is very painful because the prostate gland was so contaminated. That's another way you could help to prevent prostate problems, by massaging the prostate gland. Or you could do what we call Kegel exercises of the prostate. You could be sitting and do it. You could lay down and do it. You could be in a train and do it. Then you haven't, you're moving the scrotum and you're exercising the prostate gland to keep it moving. That's another way of preventing prostate cancer. And again, you say fasting. Fasting is so significant. All the prophets fast from Moses to Jesus. They all have to fast because physical, spiritual, mental rejuvenation of the system. That's another way that I take care of my prostate. And I like to juice. There's an herb I use called uh, soft palmetto. You've heard about the herb, right? Yes. And soft palmetto, what it does, it don't shrink the prostate gland. A lot of people give you wrong information. And, and soft palmetto is not only an herb for men, it's for women too. Make a woman that get bigger, it's good for your lungs. And it's good for the immune system. You understand? But soft palmetto prevents the enzyme called 5-alpha-reductive from converting into dihydrotestosterone, which caused a man to get prostate cancer. So all men should incorporate and take 600 milligrams 
of soft palmetto every single day to prevent prostate cancer. Another herb again we use in uh, preventing prostate cancer is the herb called king and nettle root. Not the leaf. The leaf is also good, but the root is so significant in keeping the prostate gland intact. And if the prostate gland is, is, is enlarged, that's where we use the, that particular herb called Tenginetra root and another herb called Lysine. And all men, all men should use another herb by the name of Colenzonia. And Colenzonia is an herb we use for what we call vascular integrity. It straightens the veins. And it makes the veins become so strong that when the blood is moving through the veins, it can't collapse. All these are herbs that men should use to prevent troubles in the prostate gland plus a good vegetarian diet. And if you're going to eat your flesh, make sure that you don't have the flesh sticking in the body on a regular basis. And that's where you will prevent going to a urologist to get your prostate uh, removed. Mm. Because when you remove mm. the prostate gland, have impotence. You can't have no sex no more. You're gone. You're dead. Right. <laughs> you can't be like right. Lazarus because he, <laughs> you can't be resurrected no more. You understand? Yes. You stand a yes. chance of being resurrected if you have ED or impotence, if you have the prostate gland, but if you don't have it. And if the doctors remove the prostate gland and because of bad prostate health and they, 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 they cut that, that, uh, that tube that sends the, 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 the prostatic fluid to the, to the testicles, what happens to you? You might have an erection, you might have an organ, uh, 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 ejaculation, but you have what we call in the medical system a reverse ejaculation, meaning that all your sperm is going back into your bladder. So then wow. the best way is to do what? To prevent prostate trouble, brother. Absolutely. 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 Now, I wanted to ask you, you said zinc. And from what we were told, um, that there are seeds and nuts that have great deal of zinc, zinc in it. Can you identify those for us? Zinc is from the pumpkin seeds. Mm -hmm. A lot of us in the Caribbean, we take the pumpkin seeds and we throw the pumpkin seeds away. But the pumpkin seeds have lots of zinc. And the beautiful thing about pumpkin seeds, it don't have, it don't only have zinc alone, but it have lots of omega trees, which is also important for the prostate gland. Sesame mm. seeds have it. Some yes. seeds have lots of zinc. Walnuts have a lot of it. Almonds have a lot of it. And that's the reason why the most I put all these things on the earth for us to have, because he knew for a fact that we won't have prostate trouble when we get older because of the way we eat. So all the mm. seeds and all these, uh, uh, some of these seed vegetables, like the sea moss and the, and the, and the mist coat. And mm -hmm. uh, there's another sea moss called, a seaweed called bladderwrack. You know what I mean? And kelp, they're all full of these elements there. And that is what we as men, especially black brothers, should be mm -hmm. using because prostate cancer kills more black men than any other race. Right, right. Now, there was uh, one other thing called lycopene what you told me was found in abundance in a particular fruit. Am I, a fruit or ve a vegetable? Toma yes, tomato. Tomato is a fruit. Tomatoes, right? Seeds. So, yes, right. They, they call it a vegetable. I call it, I call it a fruit because it has seeds and fruit. But it doesn't have, have no fruit. Right, right. You understand? Right. But, but the problem with tomatoes is lots of people are misinformed 
about how you use potatoes, about how you use tomatoes. Tomatoes have lycopene, good for the prostate gland, especially if you have prostate cancer, because it is a cancer preventer carotenoid in the tomatoes. But if you eat the tomatoes raw, you don't get it. You understand? And mm. the drawback of tomatoes also is 56% of people who were diagnosed with appendicitis had tomato seeds in the appendix. So we have to look at removing the seeds from the tomatoes if we will eat it raw. But the only time the tomatoes will release that lycopene is when you likely seed it. And the mm. lycopene is released. And then you have protection from not only prostate cancer, but all different types of cancers too, man. So you have to likely seed the tomatoes and remove the seeds because the seeds could cause you to have or get what we call um, appendicitis. Okay. Let me, let me ask you. Um, v one. V8 juice, low-sodium V8 juice, could we use that to maybe lightly, like you said, steam it and drink it, and that would bring uh, uh, abundance of a lycopene into our system? Oh, sure, brother. That, all, all these things are important. You know, even, even, uh, let, let me name a few of them. Cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage. You ever cut a cabbage before? Mm -hmm. when, you cut a cabbage, when you cut a cabbage, when you cut a cabbage, what does it look like? <laughs> look like somebody's brain, right? <laughs> look, ah, ah, there you go, brother. So that's good for your brain. Have a lot of, have a lot of sulfur. When you cut mm -hmm. a tomato, what does it look like? A heart? It looks like a heart, maybe. Arteries. Lungs? I don't know. Yeah. yeah it looks like your arteries. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It looks like your arteries. When you cut, a, when you cut, a, when you cut a, 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 an onion, the same place, onions look like arteries because these foods are so significant in keeping the arteries clean, clean it up. Mm. But when you're going to use uh, foods as cauliflower, broccoli, um, uh, uh, cabbages, kale, Brussels sprouts, you know what I mean? Tomatoes, carrots, beets, you know what I mean? Okra, because okra is a wonderful food too. I use it on a regular, I love okra. And when you're going to use these foods, in order for these foods to release these indoor tree and all these cancer-causing phytonutrients from these foods, you have to lightly steam them. You may have to put some water in there and scald them, of course, scald them. But they can't be, they can't be eaten soft. Because when, they, when they're cooked and they're soft, we, we, we call them in herbal medicine dead, D-E-A-D-A-T-O-M-S, dead atoms. They're the six You understand? So all the right. vegetables like your tomatoes, cauliflower, broccoli, should be lightly steamed or throw some hot water on them, on, on there. All the green leafy things should be eaten raw. But we have this misconception because we, were, we grew on this diet that we grew up on that is making us more sick than anything else. So we have to kind of revolutionize the system. You understand how we eat the foods, especially the vegetables. Right. They, are, they, they are what we call the phytonutrients that protect us. But not only prostate cancer, but from any form of cancer there is. Hmm. Wow. Um, absolutely don't. It does the opposite. I just wanted to, I know we're running close to time, and we are going to make sure that we have an ongoing dialogue because there's much um, much to, uh, to cover in this area. Um, Pompengrant. Um, we want to go to commercial, um, 
in, in, in a few seconds, but answer this about pomegranate uh, juice, the, uh, that, uh, that uh, interesting uh, fruit that has lots of seeds in it. What is it actually good for, and why should we drink that juice? Well, it is an antioxidant. And you know what antioxidant means, right? When yeah, you it, create what we call oxidative damage to the cells of the body, you put the cells at risk of becoming cancerous because the free radicals start um, popping away your electrons because you have an, we call it an electron transfer system. So once you have, um, you drink these uh, popular seeds or, or the juice, it seems to go in and increases one of the most abundant uh, free radical scavenger or antioxidants in the body called glutathione. That's what it does. And they have a lot of what we call xanthos. So it's not only builds back up the immune system, but it, 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 it removes free radicals in the body. And once free radicals are moved, the electrons stay impaired. Because once you lose an electron to a free radical, you understand, then the electron becomes impaired. And then your DNA or the nucleus in your DNA starts to become damaged. And then you, you set yourself up getting cancer there. So when you juice that juice and you eat the seeds, I just build the seeds up, then you eat the seeds, it's good for not only the prostate gland, but it's an antioxidant to prevent what we call oxidative damage to the cell. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, well, Patrick, we're going we're gonna to go to commercial, but I want to let you know that we're going to need to have a part two of this. I want to ask you about um, next time you come, let's go a little bit into selenium. Um, we want to know about uh, uh, cannabis oil, um, cayenne pepper, right. uh, black seed, sour sop. We want to go into the um, there's that Japanese mushroom um, about the modified citrus pectin. You know that uh, that, that it's new on the scene now. Modified citrus pectin. We want to talk a little bit more in yeah, depth I about the amino acids. You know, so I'm prepping you now in those. I spoke about, I, I spoke about uh, MCP this morning on my, on my um, YouTube channel on a video. That MCP, mm -hmm. has, all these things are from Tangerine's chain. And you, you have them, we have them in abundance, we don't use them. These things are so significant in, in cancer prevention and keeping the immune system strong. But people are uneducated, brother. Education is the key and knowledge is power, man. Don't forget. Education it absolutely is. is. So stay. The Keys 107 will be right back. For fashion that bring out the best in you, go to moon107.com. That's M-A-U-N-107.com. We feature organic hair and skin products, pink Himalayan sea salt, women tunic tops, children's books, jewelry, art, and organized. Visit us on the web at moon107.com. M-A-U-N-107.com. The alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, go to www.
the FluffFamily.com. Rafika Consultants and Services Technology Trainers. Do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.rafikacs.com or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Well, we're back, we're back, we're back. Um, we thank you so much, Patrick, for sharing such a wealth of knowledge with us and knowing that there's so much more to cover as we started to mention some of the items that we want to go into in depth, some of the minerals, and I know that it's going to spark the interest of some of our listening audience as we may discuss what cannabis oil can actually do for you. Um, but I want to make sure that if there's anybody who wants to ask a direct question um, to Patrick while he's online, um, please feel free to press the number one on your keypad so we can identify that you would like to ask that question. Um, and we will bring you right in. We will bring you right in. Okay. So, um, while we wait on that, what does the pH level in a man's body, um, how, how do we increase, cr uh, create the environment inside the body that the pH level works best to kill or to prevent cancer? Patrick. Very good question. Well, you know, if you go back in the beginning of time, when the creator wrote, a lot of people don't believe in a creator, but I do. The creator gave us an alkaline diet in the beginning, you know? An alkaline diet he gave us. He said, yes. green, leafy things shall be for your meat. That's what he said. Because okay. all green leafy things are alkaline. You follow me? Yeah? No. Yes. Speak up a little louder your so that the audience vineous, can hear you. Yes. Yes. Your venous blood, your venous blood, have a pH of 7.4, 7.45. Your arterial blood have a pH of 7.0, 7.45. Your capillary blood has a pH of 7.0, 7.45. Your intestinal tract secretion has a pH of 7.8 alkaline. Your pancreatic secretion has a pH of 8.0, 8.3 alkaline. Your saliva has a pH of 6.9 alkaline, and your urine has a pH of 7.0 alkaline. The only place that is acidic in the body is the stomach because your stomach produces what? Hydrochloric acid. Follow me, yeah? So, if you are eating an acid diet, meaning that you're eating starches and proteins together, you understand? They would acid food. So those starches need an alkaline enzyme. It becomes acidic because it takes a long time to come out of the body. Protein even worse. So the longer the food takes, is the more acidic they become. So when you mix them together and you eat them, one is slowed up in the stomach, which is the which is the start food, and it can't move. When it, when it, when it's there for eight or nine hours, 
it starts to ferment and cause acids to form and changes the pH or the composition of the blood. And mm. Michael Tierra taught us that if you want to prevent any disease, the best way to do that is to keep the bloodstream clean and keep acid from the blood. That's the key. If acid gets into the blood, the liver starts producing an excessive amount of cholesterol to protect the walls of the arteries from being bored by the acid because acid could bore things up. Then your body is wisdom Start removing calcium from the bones because calcium is a buffering agent to buffer the acid. When you are stressed, the body releases an excessive amount of acid in the tissues, and that's why your doctor tells you that stress could cause diseases. He don't tell you why. <laughs> he doesn't say he could cause it because of acidosis. You understand? If the kidneys do not remove the acid because the kidneys is the organ that balances back both your alkaline and acid. So in the morning when you rise and you urinate on a strip, your kidneys pick up all the acid from the night before and chuck it in the urine. That's why you must, must urinate in the morning time. You must mm. urinate to remove excessive amount of acid from the body. Mm. During the day, before you eat your lunch, your pH is supposed to be 7.0, 7.5. Before you eat your dinner, your pH is supposed to be 7.0, 7.5. If the pH remains acidic during the day, you are setting yourself up for getting not only cancer now, but what? High blood pressure, diabetes, because acidosis causes diabetes. Insulin resistance is fat, and fat is acid. You understand? Yes. Diabetes, high blood pressure, sinusitis, thyroid trouble, uh, anxiety. All these troubles come from that acidosis system because well, of how we were taught to eat. We were taught yes, the wrong sir. way, which is a pyramid diet. The pyramid diet is an acid diet. My diet is an alkaline diet. Yes, yes. Now, Patrick, what you tell the people about you said meals, if you cannot um, eliminate waste, sufficient amount of waste, how many meals should you eat in a day? How many what? Meals. How many times should you eat in a day? I eat one meal per day. I eat three days a week. Three days a week I eat. Look my, look my wife here. What three days a week I eat. I eat once a day. So then I don't eat at all. Period. Mm. Because eating will get you healthy. You know what I'm saying? Eating will get you well. Let me just finish this you. You live in, in a city, right? Yeah? Yes. You following me, right? In your city, you have garbage collectors, right? Yeah? Yes. Right? And you have people who dispose the garbage, ain't it? Yeah? Mm -hmm. And you have a police force, right? And mm -hmm. then you have some criminals who the police have to keep in check because they don't want the criminals to come and do what? To harm you and me. That's mm. what it is. Now, the same principle is in the body. The police are supposed to protect and serve you. That's what they're supposed to do. In your body, you have garbage collectors. You have garbage mm. disposers, people who dispose the garbage. Your cells does that. You have police mm -hmm. officers, which is your white blood cells, your T-lymphocytes, B-lymphocytes, natural killer cells. 
they're police officers. And you have the criminals, which is the cancer cells and the viruses and the yeast and the parasites. They're criminals because all yes. you have to do is, is to do what? Get into your system and kill you all. But you have to have a system that is balanced. And if you don't eat foods to remove waste regularly, you will have a backup in your system that will cause you to have trouble long-term, just like if the garbage man goes on strike and he don't clean your neighborhood up and leave the garbage in your streets, your streets going to become contaminated and you're going to get the disease. Same principle mm. in the body. If you don't remove the waste regularly, you will have trouble. So I choose not to eat three and four times per day because when you eat three and four times per day and you go to the bathroom once per day, where is the other two knees at? Where yes. It's in yes. Your because you combine the food so wrong that you create a traffic jam in your stomach that the food can't move. And once you create a traffic jam, you know how you and I feel when we are in a traffic jam. We blow the horn. We get agitated. We get anxiety. We get angry. We start cursing. The same exact principle is in the body when the traffic jam is created in your system. Your organs start to get bloated and they start to get mad and angry. And then they start to give you a problem. So I yes. choose to eat once per day. You understand? My brother, do. I'm so glad you're putting it out there. I my house, yes. Excuse me? I said, I'm glad you're putting it out there. One meal a day. One meal yes. every other day. One meal a day, man. Mm -hmm. One meal a day, man. And I, I heard that. Because when I use all my vegetables, I get I juice all my vegetables, I get all my protein. I get all my indoor treats. When they cook their food, and they cook all the nutrients out, what do they get? They're eating dead autumn. But when I juice my food, when I juice my vegetables, juice my fruits, and I get all the live nutrients from my food, my tissues and my cells and my organs will smile because I'm taking care of them. But when they cook their food and eat it three times per day, they eat dead autumn and try to figure out why when they get older, they start to have troubles in their eyes. They get glaucoma. Why when you get older, you start to get prostate troubles. Why, when you get older, you start to get high blood pressure, cancer, diabetes, and all these different autoimmune diseases that you created because of the way you've been eating when you were younger. Bottom line, mm. one yes, day, yes, yes, sir. You have to eat to live. Don't eat. Don't, yeah. You have to eat to live. Don't live to eat. Eat. That's to right. Live. That's right. I'm glad you're <laughs> saying that because the 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 messenger of God, as we know him, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, taught us how to eat to live. And the basis of his premises was eat one meal a day and eat the best of foods. And he was directing us all to go into a more vegetation, uh, veget vegetable diet. And that way we would not have all these Ill illnesses. Now, at this time, Brother Patrick, right. we're at the end of our show, the, the ultimate end of our yes. show. I don't know if our wonderful sister Rafika is um, on the other line or, or, or in the house. But we want to make sure that we go into um, uh, one one quick um, uh, healthy tip of the day, which is a pre-recorded message from one of our wonderful uh, participants, the Keys 107. And then we're going to come back to give all of your uh, information so people can contact you and um, uh, know um, that they can reach out to you and um, you will respond and help them um, to uh, improve their uh, their their health condition, and as well as we'll give some additional information about the upcoming shows. So, uh, Rafika, are you there? 
107 presents the healthy tip of the day. The healthy tip of the day is to use a variety of herbs and spices in your cooking. Spices and herbs not only improve the flavor of dishes, they also improve your health due to their medicinal properties. Take time to learn about new herbs and spices one at a time by tasting them by themselves, then adding them to the food. When you make this exploration a regular practice, before you know it, you will feel more comfortable with creating tasty herb and spice combinations for better flavor and for better health. Today's healthy tip of the day has been brought to you by wellness expert Medea Allen. I invite you to learn more about me and my services at www.organicsoulchef.com. Well, Brother James and Patrick Dells, I'm here. I've been here all the time listening. I didn't want to interrupt. The conversation was so important that it just, it, I, there was not much I could say. You guys held it down. I thank you so much for your time, Patrick. Hey, my sister, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in the background. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there all the time. I listen to me about the days, huh? <laughs> I was taking notes. And uh, Patrick, can you give out your um, contact information, your Facebook page, so if people want to inbox you? I know you do a lot of your consultations through Facebook. And there's yeah, also the, the let's talk about the book yeah, the now button on your you know, Facebook page. Yeah. But you know they can't send me a friend because you know, I'm part of the title of the limit, so they're going to have to inbox me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 the limit is Patrick Bell, Facebook, that's it. And um, if you want to email me, my email address is um, naturalhealingofthebody75 at gmail.com. Naturalhealingofthebody75 at gmail.com. And my number is 473 473- Four one six two three one zero or four seven three four four three three eight one eight. That's my contact oh, number. Patrick, we just need to let our listening audience know that you are right now based in Grenada. So if they dial that telephone number, they are calling you in Grenada. Yes, yeah, yes. But if they have messenger, they could message me on messenger. This is a free call. Mm-hmm. And you can talk there. Yeah. But okay. I'll be up in New York on the eighth of August, and you. Um, the number is uh, 347-248-9020. You can get to that number after the 8th of August when I'm a big And And those and of you uh, who are in the New York area, especially the Brooklyn area, there is a, a health food store that Patrick is affiliated with and Rolling Guy, yes. and it's called Ambrosia, and it's on uh, New York Avenue and Church Avenue in New York in Brooklyn. So all of the herbs that Patrick uh, posts on his Facebook page, uh, you can get them directly from Patrick, or you can get them from Roland at, at Ambrosia. Yes. And when I'm in New York on the 8th, I'll be working from Ambrosia Health Food Store. We have an office there, so I have, I have so many patients that is uh, making appointments. So when I get up at the 8th, if anybody wants to make an appointment, they could always call Roland or at uh, 718-469-0985 and um, make the appointment. So when I come, we can always see our patients. Thank you, Rafika, my sister. Brother Mohammed, thank you very much. Yes, thank you so very much. 
uh, listening audience, Patrick is going to come back. This is going to be an ongoing conversation. Patrick is the Keys 107 resident master herbalist, and we thank you again for your time and give our love to your family and to Chrissy. Yes, say hi. Say hi to Rafika. Say hi to Auntie Rafika. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, you know, on What's that sweet note, it's a good time to all. Um, thank you all for listening to the Keys 107. You can check our website at uh, www.thekeys107.com for some more information on Patrick, information on our shows. Tune in to uh, Hoodrich Magazine with your host, J.R. Strong. Listen to our archives. You can hear us on your phone. You can hear us on the computer. If you have any ideas for guests or topics that you are interested in, email us at suggestions at thekeys107network.com. Uh, join our Facebook group. Join our, uh, our Facebook page. <laughs> And follow us on Twitter at the Keys 107. And just to let you know, we have a very exciting show lined up, part two, um, with Kafunya Ife. And she's going to continue our Get Your Life Together series as we delve deep into the healing powers of crystals. She's coming back. She's going to do part two. Going to shed some light, tell you some things that you didn't really know that you should know about crystals. So I'm Rafika. Your host and Brother James, are you still there? I am still here. I'm still here. And I want to say to the listening audience, thank you for uh, listening, actively listening in. And um, do go and uh, get yourself checked up by your doctors. And until the next time, listen in. We'll have more from our uh, brother uh, Patrick Dells uh, about how we can uh, better improve our health and live longer and live stronger. May God bless you all, and uh, have a good night. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to choose what closing song you would like us to go out with. And also, don't let us ever forget to mention our key sponsors for tonight, which is Dr. Willie Murrow's California Green Organic Hair Products. Well, uh, so I'm going to choose this. You want me to choose the song? I'm going to deal with our... Our brothers from from South Africa, Ernie J. Smith, and I. Okay. I believe. I believe. I believe. I was just had. I my, believe. I had my hand on that song. <laughs> I believe. Here you go, Patrick. This is for you. I believe, I believe, and I think, oh, 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 I believe there is hope for us all to find the love that we love. I believe there's a dream we can share to have peace in our time. But it starts in our hearts Love is what we all need Love is what we pray
that the wars we now fight will one day be over. We'll live in peace. Yeah, I believe that we'll all sing one song. Love will be our lead, and we'll march to freedom. Love is what we all need. Love is what we pray for. Yeah, yeah. And God is watching over us to release salvation when we say these words. I do believe. Yeah. 